0: Hey Oz, it's me. So how was Bucharest? I mean Budapest. I'm surprised they let you back into the country, man. Listen, it's called the MacGuffin Report. Yeah. No, not the sandwich, like the plot device. Come on, Oz. I'll make sure you get a ride. You in? Walter, what up? Hard to get a hold of you, man. Yeah, I heard. Traveling around doing your comedy thing, I know. Yeah, people know you. People recognize you. You a success, man, right? But uh, you got that money you owe me, mother. Hey, Rachel, it's me again. You doing okay? I know you' busy, but I just had to give you the good news. It's a go. The podcast. If you're in, we in business. What's it about? Movies, TV, American culture. You said if I can get everybody else that you'd do it. You're going to make me beg. Seriously? Seriously? From L.A., The MacGuffin Report. Produced by Inclusive Media. This episode, The Oscars, Black Klansman green book does black panther deserve to be nominated for best picture or is this an affirmative action oscar nomination rachel wong
1: i i think it was a good zeitgeist vote um just because of what it did for so many americans um particularly african americans i was reading stories and talking to people and it was it was just incredibly powerful for a lot of people um and I think, I mean, on that basis, I personally think it, it earned its spot. Yeah, it's, very, it's a superhero movie. It's, like got, it's very pop culture. It's not your typical Oscar bait. But, I mean, for a Zeitgeist film, I, I say, why not? And we look at, I think it was in 2006... Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was in 2006 that the number of Best Picture nominations were expanded because of The Dark because Knight. Because
2: of The Dark Knight.
1: Because of a superhero it was 2008. movie. And, you know, Black Panther's a superhero movie, so why not? Like it's it it almost it feels like it's coming full circle because Dark Knight didn't get that nomination. They're like, "Let's let's open it up like it would have if we had one more spot for it." And now now it's happening. So I I don't know. I almost think it's it's, you know, we're there, like we're we're making room for other other movies, whether it's based on um, diversity or just like creative difference.
0: If Wonder Woman came out last year, would it have been nominated?
1: I don't know. This, maybe this is just me and my friends, but we watched it, we enjoyed it, but there were a lot of things with the story that I didn't care for. It wow. wasn't super novel to me because I grew up. Zena was my hero growing up. Oh right, this is Zena. You know, it's not that new, but at the same time, I champion it because Patty Jenkins, she did an amazing job. Like, the story was, it was flashy. The action was great. You know, it's a great popcorn movie. I had some problems with it. It wasn't, you know, it didn't blow my mind the way it blew a lot of other people's minds. But, you know, I champion it for what it is, though, so.
0: Walter
3: Hall. Um, I think Black Panther was totally affirmative action. Um, and this is from a guy, like, I like superhero movies a lot, uh... I just I don't know. To me, the story was just it was just a regular story. Like not that it's bad, but it's just the same kind of so to speak origin. Or like you're finding out about this whole world, like Wakanda and the Black Panther. It's just it's similar to the other superhero uh, stories. Nothing set it apart for me. It was a good movie. I enjoyed the movie. Uh, I thought the performances were great. But there was nothing like I was like like to me Dark Knight changed the genre. Uh, of, of superhero movies, and it also kind of ruined it uh, to a certain degree. <laughs> that it's so dark. Uh, That's what the Batman so comics are, though. Yeah, They're Very grim dark. and gritty. Yeah, yeah. and I, I actually kind of a part of me misses the campiness of the Batman TV show Adam uh, of West. like these superhero shows. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, not not enough to be like, oh, they need to change the, like the whole genre. But I um, want
1: shark repellent back. <laughs> the bat shark repellent. Yes, not just yeah. shark repellent. Like,
3: I, I think yeah, the whole. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, but I do think with this, it was one of those like, you know what? Let's just let this in. Like, this was the most successful black movie of the year. Let's just let's just put it in. Um, I don't know that it did anything to set it apart for me personally. Um, Wonder Woman, uh, I thought it was good, but same thing. Like, where it's a good superhero movie, but there was nothing. The storylines for both weren't anything that I was like, whoa, I never thought of it like that, or I never, I never would have thought that they were going to go this way with it, with the story. I mean, I was disappointed in Wonder Woman there was no invisible jet because um, yeah. that, that, that was the stalwart ah. in the TV show with Linda. I'm sure
1: they I'm <laughs> sure the they tested that. Yeah, they probably sure that I think it's it. going to be in the sequel. I'm sure, I yeah. I think it's going to be in the sequel.
3: No, but I mean, I thought Wonder Woman was great. I thought the way they muted the colors were, were good, which X-Men should have done in the first one rather than have black uniforms, but whatever. It's a different story. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I do believe that it was an affirmative action type thing and, If it won, I think it would have been way too on the nose. And that's why Green Book won, because it was just like, all right, hey, I think it's okay if Green
2: Book wins. Oz Davis. I thought Black Panther was a totally logical choice. I don't think it's affirmative action at all. I think it's a Hollywood choice. If you look at the Marvel superhero movies, they're actually not superhero movies, most of them, Mm -hmm. right? They're other kinds of movies. Right? Like uh, the last Thor Ragnarok, I think it was, was like a science fiction comedy, mm-hmm. right? Ant Man is a caper flick. Mm-hmm. Both of them, really. Mm-hmm. The second one was kind of comedy, action, adventure.
1: They but, do feel very comedy in structure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Story structure.
2: Yeah, and I want to come back to that, too. But Black Panther is really the first epic. I mean, Avengers 2, kind of. I mean, the, the, the big blowout with Thanos, okay, maybe. But Black Panther was really the first true epic. I mean, that film looked like The Last Emperor. You know, that film looked like a good old Hollywood epic. That's why I was in there. Now, having said that, two films got ripped off for Black Panther's benefit. One of them was Wonder Woman. Okay? Now, I'm biased. I love comic books. Wonder Woman is my favorite. Okay? But here's my thinking. For me, despite Dark Knight, despite everything Marvel does, the gold standard of superhero movies are the Richard Donner Supermans. The first two made in the late 70s, early 80s. Not, not the third one?
1: Not so much.
2: (laughs) Not so much. As much as I liked Richard Pryor in that one. Not so much. And the fourth one is a waste of your time.
1: (laughs) Uh, What about the ones with Dean Cain?
2: Oh, uh, well, that's TV.
1: Oh, that's like, true. That yeah, the, that's true. Lois, Lois and, Clark. and
2: Clark was probably, it was better than Smallville. Let's just say that. Uh, <laughs> I'm Small, a friend of his brother, so I have to ask. <laughs> Smallville is, cheese. I like Dean Kane though, and I really liked uh, that version of Superman. But in any case, um, for me, those are the gold standards, and here's why. For one thing, it did the origin story, Right. But it did it like a biopic. Like, you felt like this was a real person. It was almost like contact with Jodie Foster in that way. Right? It's a science fiction movie, but you feel like Superman is a real guy. But at the same time, they didn't take it so damn seriously. Look, these are movies about people jumping around in leotards, fighting dudes in clown makeup. Okay? You shouldn't be taking it 100% seriously like DC's been doing. You know, Justice League is not meant to be an opera. You know, it's meant to be dudes beating each other up and dudes flying everywhere and stuff like that. The other film that really lost out, and I'm glad you brought up 2006 Academy Awards because among the Best Picture nominees that year was Up.
1: Mm, Yes, Preach. I called that one at the trailer release. Which
2: is one of the greatest cartoon movies of, 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 of all time. Okay, but since then... They've, uh, the Academy has gone out of their way not to include an animated film, Rob. including Frozen, which was a genuine candidate. It really should have been considered for best film because everybody loved Frozen.
1: Can and I ask a- about Into the <coughs> Spider-Verse?
2: That's what I'm going to say. That movie should have been nominated for best picture this year. Rob. I can't tell you how many people I've talked to where I said, that's the best film of the year, and they said, yep.
1: I'm on board with that. I'm
2: talking to teenagers. I'm talking to people my parents' age, you know, in their 70s. I'm talking to people my age, you know, in our 40s, 50s, you know. Every, uh, not everybody, but a lot of people think that was the best movie of the year. And it was certainly fresh. And I'll tell you what, the Academy liked it enough that this was the first time that Disney or Pixar did not win the best animated feature. Mm. Okay? So clearly, they of could the have Of the last,
1: this, like, 90-some years. Yeah,
2: well, whenever they started. Yeah, yeah. Right, since 2006. Yeah,
1: that's crazy.
3: For me, the last, like, I think, like, five, ten years of, of, of the Oscar Best Picture nominees, I know I haven't seen probably 80% of the, those movies. And... To me, I guess I was thinking about this last night as I was watching that wonderful film, The Favorite. I thought, okay, <laughs> how does a movie like this get nominated as Best Picture and like uh, Green Book and... Well, Green Book, I can kind of understand why it got nominated. Yeah, it's but got like, that same form, the yeah. classic
1: format. Yeah. yeah. I was surprised at the favorite that, that was. it was nominated. Right, yeah. well. Really? Just, it's favorite. so... Be, just because with Hollywood's track record, it's so untraditional. Like, I'm glad... I'm personally glad it got nominated just because I'm team favorite. But like, you know, it's... It's so untraditional. Yeah.
2: But this has been but this has been the blueprint ever since they expanded the best picture. Right, because here's right. what it is. Yeah. You get the drama, you get the British flick, you get the science fiction slash fantasy slash action adventure flick, right? You get maybe a coming of age story if there was one that year, like boyhood, like an mm-hmm. education, like some of these other things. You know, da 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 you just feel you get an epic, mm-hmm. which is why Black Panther was in there. Mm-hmm. You know, like that. I mean now get, it's just also, fill in the blanks.
3: You also get Roma too. And so I, I don't mm. know. Like, <laughs> Which I don't oh know what my that gosh. was. Like, but like But to me, like the, these movies that get in, I feel like, because as I was thinking about this yesterday, I was like, you know what I realized, and with any kind of critics or any kind of like people who we look towards to like judge a, per, a, a certain like craft or genre, like whether it's food or movies or people's performances, I feel like it's like, hey, only a handful of people, or probably more than a handful, watch these movies understood the movies, loved the movies, and then there's this air about this about them because now when you people watch Roma, a lot of people are like, dude, what is this movie about? But like, oh, you just don't get it. There's this air of condescension, like you know what? If you watch it again, you'll you'll get what see, I see. Yeah,
1: I'm not on board with that kind of attitude at yeah. all. I liked it for what it was. You didn't like it yeah. and I totally respect that. I would yeah. not make you watch it again. No, yeah. You just didn't have a good experience.
3: <laughs> no, but I think what I, what I think though like is that the people that, that vote for these uh, as the nominees uh, these best pictures is like they have this air by them like, okay, you know what? This wasn't for the masses. This is, this is not for you. And so there's this air, it, and I think that's what's been plaguing the Oscars personally, but I'm not, I'm not on the other end of the extreme where I think like all these you know popular movies should come in. Like, I don't agree with that. I think somewhere in the middle, maybe closer to like the critics, but somewhere in the middle, um, I think then Roma wouldn't, been in, wouldn't have been in there. Um, I don't think Favorite would have been in there. Um, I've heard Shape of Water, which wasn't very popular, but I heard it was very good. Uh, I haven't seen it. Huge fan. Yeah, Moonlight I heard was very good. Huge fan. Huge uh, fan. It's but there's the three billboards I heard was also fantastic, yeah. huge um, fan, and yeah, and but some of these movies I'm just like you watch and you're like what like what what were they thinking? Like what did you which version did you watch? Like, That's how I felt believe. about
1: Boyhood. I was like I don't get it, wow. a lot of people connected to this, which is to- I love that. Like if if it can bring that out for you, that then a movie's is yeah. good. But and I, didn't, I didn't get it. I agree. I didn't get it
3: because I, I have movies like that where I, I I love that people are like you crazy. Like I love The Replacements. I think it's a great movie football movie? movie? Yes and the re- Not because it's a great story Not because the performance is great If we're I love confessing it. But, you know, I love it because I could just leave it on mm. And I can do whatever And it's still there You know
1: It's there for you Walter yeah. it's, it's there like that, for you It's like that pillow or <laughs> teddy bear it's, it's your best friend Yeah
3: <laughs> It's one of those things And you know I've got movies like that I think everyone does But if it speaks to you Great Like if, if Roma spoke to you guys That's fantastic um, I don't know what language It spoke to you in But no that's great
0: Oscars So Over. Out of the nine movies nominated for Best Picture, four have a person of color in a lead role. Did the Academy Awards put to bed the Oscars So White controversy with this year's nomination?
2: Oz Davis. Well, what do you think Spike would say? (laughs) Uh... You know, maybe the Oscar's so white controversy is over, but again, you know, I think the fact that the Green Book got this plotted that it did says that, well, you know, cartoon racism isn't over. In the broader context, like, do we really care? I mean, because, you know, I said before it was kind of like the Super Bowl, but it's not. In sports, everything is quantifiable, Right. But this is still, to some extent, a subjective measurement. You know, I guess like Oscars, so white is over. But you know what? I almost think that giving this award to the Green Book uh, this year is going to make this show much less relevant. In- Walter.
3: I don't I don't know that it's it's not like, oh, they got a couple Oscars, like black people got a couple Oscars or like a, a black film or like a movie with black people got an Oscar. OK, you know what? We can go to rest now, and then the next year we can have all white films again. Like, I don't, I don't know that that's you know what they're thinking, but if it feels that way, to me the Oscars, if it's racist, it's racist. Like what, that to me isn't in the larger picture for me. That's not that much of an issue. What's more of an issue is if when, like. Just to use it as an example, like if a white cop berates a, a black guy or a Mexican guy because they're black and Mexican. To me, that's a bigger issue as, as opposed to, oh, my God, wedding to exhale didn't get any Oscar nominations. Like, I remember that, that, was, like the big, that was a big controversy back in the 90s. Like, how can Angela Bassett not have received a nomination? It's like, well, it's subjective. You know, like you were saying, it's subjective. And how do you argue, you know, what one's opinion is? And so to me, like, Oscars, it's like, eh, okay. To me, it's not, it's not a reflection of our, of our country. You know, I, I think because if, if like Moonlighting and uh, the Green Book, they won. Oh, great. A, a, a film with a black person in it won Best Oscar uh, the, for Best Picture. I don't know that minority children are going to be like, whoa, you know what? My life is better now yeah. because, because yeah. you know, this black guy got an Oscar or like this
1: black director got an Oscar. My life is better. Like, no, it, it, it does nothing. Rachel? All of this is, it's run by votes. Are we going to change how people vote? Them picking what the best picture is or best director is, that is up to the individual, like you were saying, Walter. I think maybe the hashtag OscarsSoWhite might be, you know, put to bed for now because of the last two best pictures, but I personally think um, Green Book's win was kind of a step back, honestly. We do live in an outrage culture, but I think there I think the outrage for um, what's going on with Green Book is actually kind of justified just because of it's just just it's tone deaf. It's tone deaf. I don't think anybody is wanting to be malicious. We'll have to see what happens in the next few years. I I'm an optimist, so I'm hopeful, but you know, we'll see.
3: It's a transition movie. Yeah. Like Moonlight, yeah, maybe... Moonlight was like mostly black people. I it's love that movie people, too. Right? That was gorgeous. Green Book was one movie. black guy, one white guy, so it's like, hey, 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 this is like the the we're the, balancing the, the, it the, out. Yeah, we're balancing it out. It's, like, it's like that water that slow yeah, boil. except
1: like you <laughs> have like Mahershala playing the tool to um, Vigo's characters change. He's essentially that trope of the magical Negro. Like he's that trope that you know is we're. We're done with it. Like it's it's twenty nineteen. We're done why, with it's it. It's a good
3: transition. Except maybe. we're
2: not because Kevin Hart's coming out with driving Mister Daisy in a wheelchair. Yes, he
3: is. Oh, um, yeah,
1: no. what is that called? That, with who the, cares? Brian Cranston. <laughs> Brian Cranston. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. Like if we had given Green Book to a director or a producer of color, it probably would have been a different movie. It would have been a different story.
3: We, we don't like to do that. We don't like to do that. Yeah, yeah God
1: forbid. <laughs>
0: Is it the fault of gatekeepers in Hollywood that has kept ethnic people out of the industry or is it the fault of ethnic groups not supporting movies of color? Walter Hong.
3: Personally, I think it's the fault of ethnic people. Well, I'll say Asian people for one because we do not go watch Asian movies. Crazy Rich Asians mm. was an anomaly. It was a perfect storm. There's been no romantic comedies released in the last like two or three years, like major motion picture mm-hmm. releases. Crazy Rich Asians was like a perfect storm of things. It's a romantic comedy. It was about wealthy people. It was glamorous. They're wearing nice clothes, driving nice cars. Um, And so Asians went to go support that one movie. But then afterwards, John Cho had his movie um, Searching. Searching That didn't do that. It it kind of fell flat at the box office. Even though it got rave reviews, it just didn't do as well. Black people have historically been known to support their movies, good or bad. They, they, They go out. Now it's not the same as it used to be. But when there was a black movie, boom, they were out there. For Asians, it's like, let me see. If my friend's friend says it's good, then I'll go. I don't know that it's so much Hollywood's responsibility or fault. I think it's us as as Asians. I can't speak for Latinos or black people, like how, how it's going for them. But for us, we need to go support. And at this point, at this juncture, I feel, even if it's a bad movie, go support it. Because then that opens the door for these good movies to come out. It's just like when black movies first started. They weren't all good. But they went and supported them. And eventually, you got these great directors coming out like Spike Lee. You got, um, I never know which one's Key and which one's Peel. But the one that did uh, Get Out. Jordan. Jordan, Jordan yeah. yeah Jordan. Uh, they, now you, it opened the door for them to, to uh, make these movies. And you got to sit through this rough period where you're going to have bad you know, movies directed and produced by Asian people. And some will be great. Some will be bad. But just sit through them and go support them. But
2: well, what do you make of this? I mean, Ken Jong pointed this out in his Netflix thing. Um, you know, this is the first film with a uh, you know all Asian cast since *Joy Luck Club* mm-hmm. in this country. So that's 25 years, and wow, isn't it interesting that 25 years ago was such a hallmark? Uh, a, lot right? of, a lot of interesting things yeah. happened in the yeah, early yeah. 90s, I guess. But I mean, what do you make of that? I mean, again, 25, a generation, yeah, without a full Asian American cast.
3: I, I think it's a lot of it is is because the way the Hollywood system works, and I'm oversimplifying it completely, but it's can they sell the movie? Can they market this yeah. movie? Will this actor, if we cast this Asian actor or Asian actress, will it put butts in seats? And if through their research they find out it doesn't, they're not going to want to cast. Because they're, they're, obviously they're risking millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars in some cases. They don't want to put that risk out there on a, on a person that's not going to bring in seats or bring in people into the seats. But if it's an actor or actress that they know, like, hey, this guy like Scarlett Johansson when she was casting Ghost in the Shell they were like oh whitewashing blah 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 but then the, the comic nerds were like but that character's white yeah 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 <laughs> the yeah, character's yeah, white yeah, and yeah. then like they were saying in China and Japan they want to see Scarlett Johansson too they don't want to see one of their own, own actors and actresses mm-hmm. and I think it's different because Joylight Club had a built in audience so to speak because of the book
2: well yeah Amy Tan's book yeah. was huge then the yeah, yeah the book yeah. was
3: huge so it was great it was like whoa that movie after that there was nothing yeah because they knew that it was the franchise of Joylight Club that sold that movie. It wasn't the Asians that sold that movie. Whereas right now with Crazy Rich Asians, is are the Asians who sold that movie? Or to me, I don't know if it was the Asians that sold it. I think it was the glamour, the the, the, the wealth, and the uh, the romantic well, it There it's is my... a
1: franchise as well. Yeah, there is. Oh, You're right. yeah. okay. Because it's based, based on a, the book. It's based but on There's another book. one. Yeah, and there's another one coming.
3: That one guy uh, that plays a dancer on Glee, I, I forget his name, He's sp- put that that's supposed to spark oh, another story yeah. with Gemma. Um, you know, play- oh
1: my gosh, what's his name? <laughs> ha- Harry, Harry Harry Shum. Shum, yeah, Harry Shum, Shum Jr. Yeah. yeah, So like the, they're supposed, to, they're supposed another, to have hottie. another hottie. alert.
3: Yeah, they're supposed to have another. Uh, so that's supposed to be a franchise. Um, but again, it, when it, it, it when it comes down to it. Will we support another movie that's not a franchise? Like, like Searching. Searching was a great example. And I know like, Asians had Asian burnout after Crazy Rich Asians. And they're probably like, oh, I don't want to go watch this other movie, The Searching, you know, like, just because it has John in it. But I think that's where we differ.
2: But see, that's what I thought. When I, when I, when I saw this film starting to you know, really dominate the, the box office list, um, the first thing I thought was My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Mm-hmm. And that this is one of the things that Hollywood does do well is that every once in a while they will bring a subculture to the forefront of American culture, and everybody can enjoy this movie. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, My Big Fat had a lot of uh, what I would call untranslatable culturally stuff, but so much of it stuck or you could find equivalence, like somebody like me who's lived in another country before, you can find equivalence to something in your experience. My Big Fat Greek Wedding, I still mm. haven't seen Crazy Rich Agents. Sorry, I still haven't seen it. But um, okay, you don't like Asian people. So um, <laughs> I mean, but, but for me, I mean, these are human films. I mean, yeah, they're, they're the, you know, you can't overlook the subcultural, the racial element even, if you will, or the class element, if you will. But to me, these films are great because they strike a human chord. It's, yeah. it's way beyond, for me, the color thing and, and everything else. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's just like, okay, that's a good movie because everybody can understand it. And, and I think, too, in a greater sense, it humanizes people. It really does. Yeah. I mean, it brings us closer. I mean, how many people thought about Greek culture in this country yeah, before that no. movie? And yeah. now they're going, oh, yeah, okay, that's right. They did invent philosophy, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, and the Olympics. This was, yeah, yeah, for yeah.
3: example. Now, I think with, with, with Crazy Rich Asians, the success of it, people are like, um, oh, it's going to be great for Asian actors and Asian directors. And like they talk about like how this guy or this girl is getting uh, this script made and, or bought and all that. And what I, what I like to point out for everybody is, it's great for the people that were in Crazy Rich Asians. <laughs> for the other act, Asian actors and actresses, we're still getting nothing, <laughs> nothing. But for those guys, yeah, the director's getting more recognition. He's getting more work. The writer, of the book is getting more work. All the actors, you know, Aquafina, who I love, I think she's great. You know, um, Ken, uh, Nico, Henry Goldie—they're all getting. They're Jim, They're doing. They're doing great. But it hasn't opened the doors for anyone else. So let's not get all like you know crazy like how oh yeah we're doing great no 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 we're, we still have a long way to go but also we have to remember we only represent three to four percent of the population in the U.S.
1: I feel like we read the same articles Walter so these are I, all
3: my own thoughts I don't read articles like uh-huh. that yeah. I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> stop minimizing my uh, accomplishments right oh now. no
1: no no I just <laughs> I would echo what you were saying um <laughs> basically
0: Black Klansman, nominated for Best Picture. Oz, you're the big Spike Lee fan. Can you do the intro?
2: This is based on a true story of the first black police officer in the Colorado Springs Police Department, as played by John David Washington. He infiltrates the local KKK over the phone, and when the phone infiltrations lead to -to face-to-face meetings, he recruits a white police officer, played by, who is this played by? Adam Driver. Adam Driver, that's right to play him in the meetings. They struggle to keep up the ruse as the black police officer continues to talk on the phone while the white officer goes to the meetings. As they get deeper into the organization, they meet David Duke, the Grand Wizard of the KKK, played by Topher Grace. The story plays like a setup for a joke and is probably the most relevant film of our current American culture. Well, like, (laughs) like it was said before i'm a big spike lee fan uh i've seen all his movies uh i was first enraptured by do the right thing of course which is one of the first really gut-wrenching experiences i had in the cinema uh as a college student um i thought that this was spike's most accessible film uh for the let's say mainstream american audience uh it wasn't as quite as allegorical as some of his other works however we do get some of those spike lee uh classics we do get that breaking of the fourth wall when the old man is telling the story of how it was like in his days about this about this lynching that he had seen and whatnot um he there's those conventions in the movie as well. Um also the stuff where he links it to present day stuff. Uh at the end of Do the Right Thing, there was all this stuff about how, you know, this may be a movie, but it actually happened, Broward Beach and, you know, Watts and stuff like that in the seventies and eighties. And so yes, we get that Spike Lee thing again where he ties it into the present. But on the other hand, this is also, I believe, only the second film he's done that's based on a true story. And of course, the first one was Malcolm X. Um, And so it's kind of a weird take for Spike because like I say, he likes to do allegorical stuff. He likes characters like Buggin' Out who sort of represent a sort of subculture. Even in something like The 25th Hour with Ed Norton. Ed Norton was almost like the middle-class New Yorker in general. You know, it was almost like he was playing an allegory for that. So I thought it was interesting to see Spike kind of try and mesh those things together. I don't think it's his best film, like I say, but I do think it's his most accessible, and uh, I enjoyed it very much. I uh, I like this, and um, I I want to talk later. I think when we get to Green Book about this based on a true story thing. Rachel, Let's
1: see, I I really enjoyed Black Klansman. Um, I went in knowing it's. They, they uh, that it was based on a true story, based on a book. Um, and I've read comparison articles saying that it stays fairly true to the book with, you know, the standard Hollywood modifications. Like they give a name to an anonymous police officer um, that Adam Driver plays and they add um, a love interest and everything. But, um, yeah, I thought the writing was sharp and edgy. And, you know, it asked powerful questions. Um, I think that the... There was there was some controversy, like taste wise, like whether or not the footage at the end should have been recreated or if it should have been um, the used like the found footage of the uh, was it Charlotte's, Charlottesville riot? I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I thought as is, it was really effective. Um, I yeah, I walked out of the movie theater really enjoying it. So
3: Walter. Um. I agree with Oz the accessibility of of this Spike Lee movie. Um, I thought was, I don't know. I just thought it was too cartoony, hmm. and I'm not a fan of Adam Driver, but he mm-hmm. actually kind of won me over in this in this movie. He
1: grounded it, didn't he?
3: Yeah, like he. And there's something about him because I don't. I just don't like him as an actor. Mm-hmm. I believe in o- the old school. I'm a traditionalist. Old school Hollywood. Everyone should be beautiful. And <laughs> Adam, yeah, and Adam he, Driver wow. somehow made it through the cracks because uh, of girls, and then he became a big star. And when uh, when there was announced that he was going to be in Star Wars, I I thought, is he playing the live-action version of Jar Jar Binks? I wasn't sure. Um, but he actually kind of won me over in this movie. Topher's the same in every movie. He plays the same character. Um, I like John David Washington a lot, but I just felt the whole um, entire movie was just cartoony. And then at the end, when they put in brought in the real clips mm-hmm. of like riots and all that stuff, I thought, ugh, like i don't know was it too on the nose for you yeah it was just like come on like spike's more symbolic Mm -hmm. and it just was like okay like you know what it's enough enough already
2: those people who have complained about spike for 30 years about how heavy-handed he is with his messages that that Mm -hmm. last like five minutes of this film was fuel for those people probably yeah you Mm -hmm. know and i mean it kind of rankled me a little bit but that's spike that's spike he's gonna hammer it home
3: And and there was times where like i didn't know okay is this set in the seventies? Is it set in the eighties? What you couldn't tell 90s? from the hair? No, but, I mean, but the thing is, <laughs> even with just with the hair, though, like uh, just there's just scenes where I just thought it went in and out of the era.
1: There at, are like anachronisms in yeah, it.
3: Yeah, I, I, I didn't yeah. feel like it was like really just like set in that in that seventies time period. I just felt like they they felt like they felt like they were jumping back and forth. Like they weren't even sure. Like they forgot they were shooting some scenes and they're yeah. like, oh wait 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 wait, we totally forgot this is in the eighties or it's not the nineties. Um, but, yeah, no, like, I think the cast is great. I mean, good, good. – it's, it's, it's strange that they cast John David Washington because it's not like he's a very well-known uh, actor right he's now. He's super cute. Though. Yeah, he's in – you know, he's he's in that small series Ballers on HBO. He's uh, Denzel's son. Yeah. Fun um,
1: fact, he was in Malcolm X as one of the students. Oh, was he? Yes. yes. Oh, wow. Yes.
3: yes. He's that's got the right. same cheeks. Oh, wow. Just add the beard. Yeah. And that's, so, that's him. You he's know, adorable. It, they don't, and it's, I feel like the out of all the actors, like Adam's been, in, you know, the, I guess the most prominent. Um, Topher, he's been around for a while. And then that girl from Spider-Man. Um, but yeah, it just, I don't know. For me, the whole thing was just kind of cartoony. And I think I'm at the age in my life where I don't need to be preached at. Like, I feel like at my age, if you don't know what's right or wrong, you're never going to know. So, like, when a movie tries to preach to me, I'm just kind of like, yeah, you know what? I get it. Um, not for me. Uh, if it, Honestly, if it wasn't scheduled for us to talk about this movie, I probably wouldn't have watched it, even though it, it was free for me to watch. It's just like, yeah. Um, but, I, I mean, I can't say I'm a legitimate fan of Spike, but a lot of this stuff, I'm like, okay, that's cool. Like, I never really walk out going, oh, that was awesome. And I, I, I never walk out going... Ugh, that sucked. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's cool, you know. Um, but again, for me, because entertainment is escapism. I want to be entertained. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't always need to learn things because I always feel like I- I'm the smartest person in the world. So, like, I just don't need to be taught uh, You're what, a comedian. what racism is, you know. And, you know, and that whole joke payoff in the diner, I really like that. I know, it, I know it was just kind of like over the top, but that whole like, I get it, I get it. I got it. You know, I thought that was, it was fun. I actually watched that scene again. Because I just <laughs> thought it was like a fun scene.
2: But Walter, don't some people do need to be reminded what racism is? They do.
3: They do. But I mean,
2: like, like okay, one of the things that some people picked on, some criticisms, some critics picked on was the wife of the leader of the white group in the town, right? Oh, the really nutty lady. Yeah, she who was... ultimately tried to do the bomb. Yeah. Right, who yeah. tried to pull She's, off the she caper.
1: Was, she, did a, she gave a fantastic performance. Oh, yeah, she was awesome I hated man. Her. Oh, she was oh, so, so believable. So good.
2: Um, but that got a lot of criticism because it's like, what? You're holding white Southern women accountable for the racism of that time? And Spike's <laughs> like, yeah, 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 I am. Yeah, I am. But see, but see, that's something that a lot of filmmakers won't touch. Yeah. I mean, look at something like Green Book. Look at how they shied away from like tough issues. Yeah, you yeah. know, they didn't I mean, didn't do anything with the issues. Uh, but yeah, that's exactly.
0: What we'll <laughs> that's what I mean. But like in that, in like,
3: but in that, in Black Klansmen, like Frederick Weller, the guy who played the racist cop. Like, I thought they were trying to tackle all the racism in, in mm. one movie, like racist cop, like racist uh, white people that like hide under hoods, you know. And I thought that scene where they're taking off their masks uh, when they were, I guess, I don't know. Uh, inaugurating or promoting, I don't know, whatever they were doing. I thought it would have been cool if if one of the people under the hood was Frederick Weller. Like, but, because the way he shot it, it made it seem like it was going to be a big reveal. Mm -hmm. Like, the last guy. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, or or the chief. It's Dick Cheney. (laughs) Yeah. It would have been cool if it was somebody, but there were all these guys that I'd never seen in the movie. Yeah. And it's like, it would have been cool if it was someone that we, we didn't think of. Like, that guy, was it the sergeant that was always in uniform? Like if it was yeah, him, yeah, if it was yeah, him or something, yeah. then it'd be like, whoa. Then, 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 then there's like that a cloak of you know, like that secrecy of like who's racist and who's not. Whereas in this, it was clear who is racist. There was no like, um, like, like symbolic or not symbolic. There was no hidden racism. Like, but if it was that sergeant guy, then that would have been like that would have blown everything like the whole your whole world up of, of this movie, and you would have been like, whoa, okay, he's kind of backing up uh, the Washington's character. But then in behind the scenes, he's not. Then it would be like, dun, dun,
2: dun. <laughs> but see, now you're going into superheroes. Again. Yeah, that, yeah. that, makes that he's a He's like makes the bizarro different. Batman. We live yeah. in a
3: superhero world. If, there, if the movie has no superhero, it's going to bomb at the box office. <laughs>
1: Clearly. Especially in Walter's world. <laughs> yeah.
3: We we're so right now because we're bombarded with superhero movies. And it's like, it's, and the George Clooney, I think, said it best. He's like, I love superhero movies like, just like anybody. Yeah, he was Batman. Yeah. But, um, there are, there are other great films that right now aren't getting made or aren't getting the, the marketing because there's no superheroes in it, and that's unfortunate.
0: Green Book, winner of Best Picture. Rachel, you like this movie. Can you do the intro?
1: Green Book is another movie based very loosely, very loosely, on a true story. Um, this is about a gifted pianist, Dr. Donald Shirley, played by um, Mahershala Ali who recruits an Italian-American bouncer, Tony Lip, played by Vigo Mortensen, to be his driver as they embark on a tour in the deep American South in 1962. As they travel, the, as they travel south, a white man chauffeuring a black man, they encounter, big surprise, racism. How the two <laughs> deal with that reality as they try to finish the tour on schedule so that Tony Lip can get paid his full salary and make it home by Christmas to his family is the MacGuffin. So I went in with very, uh, low expectations, honestly. Um, I'd heard about some of the controversy. I tried to, I did my best to not check out other people's reviews and read too much into the controversy just to get some fresh eyes on it. So I went in expecting very little. Coming out of it, I felt, you know, the honest emotions like, oh, that was like a very feel-good movie. The, I thought it was shot very well. Like the production design was nice. Like Nothing really took me out of it. The writing, I thought, was funny. It was, you know, it's a buddy movie. Where it gets troublesome, though, is some of the the themes and how racial reconciliation is portrayed. It's very, it's very, it's simplified to a degree that I think is a little bit problematic. Now, that being said, this movie is not trying to, it's not trying to be a moral paragon, I don't think. And for that, I ha- I would have to say, you know, like, I-, I let it off the hook a little bit, but it's still, the controversy, I think, is more, the Academy voted it for best picture, because ultimately, that's a litmus test of our, how the Academy is, and maybe how the rest of America sees how things are going. The Casting, fantastic performances, wonderful. I love both of the lead actors. <laughs> it's really hard to, you know, it's, if you can, like, separate that from kind of the problematic issues with this movie then you know i'd like to say like they did fantastic jobs i'm fans of both of them though so maybe i'm a little biased i I did do a little bit of reading afterwards about how close this is to what actually happened and what i found was that the story is actually it's very very one-sided
3: walter so i have a conspiracy theory that (laughs) uh, i think like tv shows and movies they purposely set themselves um, in, in like the 60s, 50s, 60s, 70s. Well, not so much 70s, but 50s and 60s. So they don't have to cast minorities. So I championed this movie in that hmm. one regard. There were like, I think, three Asians.
1: Yeah, I noticed out that. Out of
3: nowhere. Like there's no reason for Asians to be in, in this movie, but they were there. And I thought, wow. And then I had to like remind myself, yo, this is set like in the 60s. This isn't, you know, so I thought, wow, that's, that's great. So kudos to them. Seriously. Um, I, don't know, I thought the movie was just Okay. Um, I just thought they could have pushed everything further. Whatever they wanted to do, they just could have pushed everything further. I think they just kind of it was lukewarm. They played it, it safe. Yeah, it, it was just too safe. I, I just thought that they could have just pushed the racism further. They could have pushed the buddy stuff further. They needed to push the eating further, and it just went out. Of, like they set up the eating so well, and then it went nowhere. Mm. It just went nowhere, and I thought they they needed to bring some. They needed to bring it back because he eats so much. And um, you know they they comment on it, they set it up well, and then it, it, it disappears. Um, like I, I like like you, Rachel. I like all the actors, the performers. I think they, everyone's great. Um, Bodies, potty yeah, yeah, alert. It was just yeah. Linda is pretty hot. Uh, I like Linda <laughs> Carlini a lot. From she's Freaks adorable. Geeks, ER, I, have a girl, yeah. I have
1: a girl crush on her now. Yeah.
3: Uh, I mean she she's she's finding her way. She's knifing her way into all these little big these big little, little big movies. Because uh, she was in um, the Avengers. Because she plays the wife of. Uh, What's his face? The the arrow guy? I don't know what the arrow guy. Like. Yeah, Jeremy Renner, Hawkeye. Yeah, there we go. She plays his wife. Um, you know, she's in this movie as the wife. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. For me, the movie was just like, eh. You know, if if I just came across it like on TV, like on TNT, and I hadn't seen it, yeah, I'd probably enjoy it better because I'm just at home. I'm just like, eh, whatever. Mm. There's mm-hmm. nothing else on. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna wa- I'm gonna I'll watch it, mm-hmm. and I probably would have enjoyed it a little bit better. But from like just a, as a, just as movie standpoint, I was like, eh. Like, there was no scenes that, like, I was like, wow, I got to watch that scene again. Um, the closest was when he started playing piano, not started, but when he, when he played piano at the black bar. Yes. Like, I Best thought... Best scene in the movie. Yeah, I thought, like, okay, cool. And I thought, you know, the one thing I, I I thought was missing was, is that I thought if he did something, like, crazy, like, no one could ever play except him, and then goes into... The st- and he kind of he kind of did it but I thought it was just melt it was like lukewarm he could have done like that jazz music that they were playing to where they were like whoa like he just played this crazy classical piece and now he's playing this jazz stuff and I thought that scene was probably like the best scene but still I wasn't like blown away by it I thought like I agree with you if there. I was yeah. like yeah whoa this, this then I'm like yeah that's like that's that moment that you stand up and cheer you're like yeah I don't know I just felt like it, everything was lukewarm and safe I thought like if they pushed everything it would have been more meaningful and impactful for me. But they cast Asian, so it's fantastic.
1: <laughs> Best movie of the year. Uh,
2: so of all the films that we've reviewed today, this is the one you're going to... This is the, the, the hill you're going to die yeah. on? I, I, just, right. I, you know, but I still just think it was just okay. I don't know. I just I don't hey, okay. we got to eat. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. The. <laughs> True, <yeah. laughs> the um, I don't know. For me... I was already on yellow alert when we got the cartoon Italians at the beginning, Okay, where everybody's involved in the mafia, everybody's like... I was just going to say, what is this
1: yellow alert? Like, oh my (laughs) God. No,
2: sorry. No, 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 no. Come on, guys. It's a Star Trek thing. Okay? You guys know I'm a Trekkie. Um, But then, and and what really just ruined it for me instantly, it's very early on. When the guy shows the green book, right? And he says, oh, um, they need this for traveling while black. Okay? Nobody said that then. That expression is new, okay? That expression, doing something while black, is of the last seven, eight years. As soon as I saw this, I knew the rest of it was going to be this whitewashing, of what really happened. I don't, and I don't mean whitewashing like literal white people. I mean like that they were going to sanitize it, they were going to clean it up. The yeah. thing is, maybe Spike Lee hit you over the head in Black Klansmen, okay? But you had no um, illusions about where he stood on race, racism, and that these problems are not as easily solvable as taking a freaking road trip through the cartoon South. The five words I would love to see banned from Hollywood are based on a true story. As soon as you put that thing on the title card in the front, everybody's going, oh, okay. And it gives it this new legitimacy Mm -hmm. that a film like this or Remember the Titans doesn't necessarily deserve. And again, okay, you want to say based on a true story? Okay, do that. And then list all the ways you distorted this story. Like for example, not allowing Mr. Ali to speak with the family of the guy he was portraying, for which he later apologized, by mm-hmm. the way. Mm-hmm. In the same year when, you know, Black Panther is nominated, Black Klansman is nominated, you know, people are getting the peoples of color are getting their due and whatnot, this thing wins best picture. To me, what the Oscars are about is this is Hollywood's stamp of approval, mm-hmm. right? This is Hollywood saying this is where we are now, right? This is this is like, uh, for example, when Titanic won in '97, right? We like James Cameron epic films. James Cameron is the hottest director right now, so we're going to give this the Oscar. And to give this film the Hollywood stamp of approval is completely inappropriate. How does Green Book stand up to other Best Picture
0: nominations?
3: Walter Hall. To me, it stands as the safest pick this year. I mean, because like, I mean, you guys liked like Roma and uh, The Favorite and all that. I, I feel like you know, if I was an Oscar voter, if I was part of the Academy, okay, what's the safest pick? Like, all right, do Green Book. This you know, it, it it's about race relations, and it, it didn't make me feel weird. It didn't make me feel racist. Did so. you
1: feel it was virtue signaling to vote? I for? I think so. Yeah. Like, yeah, hey, you know yeah. what?
3: I'm not racist. And I have a black friend, and he, he's driven me around, and this is awesome. Let's just do this. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. I, I just – I and I don't think they were, they were going to give it to Black Panther because, you know, it was all black people. Like, I, I just – I'm too cynical to believe that they'll be like, oh, oh Superhero movie yeah, as well, like you brought movie. up earlier. Yeah.
2: yeah, but again, see see, to me – Black Klansmen would have made a better Zeitgeist pick
1: See, I thought than so a as lot well. of these movies because it's so. like
2: superhero movies have arrived. Here is Marvel's epic. And by the way, that's why it was nominated. Hollywood loves the epic. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why it was nominated. I think that would have been the safest pick.
3: That's interesting. But was, to me, though, there was black people in there. There's too many black people to be a safe pick. I still think, I, still think, I mean, basically, we, we just talked about two movies with racism. I still believe racism exists. Rachel?
1: Yeah, I agree with Walter. I think this is a really safe pick. Um I stand with what I said before like if you look at it just as a movie without historical context without everything else going on like I you know that that line of dialogue that you mentioned I was, was problematic I was just like mm, that seems anachronistic but I mean if I overlook that like uh, the relationships between the characters were developed um It did seem, there were things, a lot of things about it that seemed cartoony, but, like, again, I went in with low expectations, so maybe that's part of, like, why I, you know, let it off the hook as, like, a movie itself, but, like, with everything else in context, with the whole based-on-a-true-story drama going on, this was actually um, written by one of the main characters, Tony Lip's grandson, Mm -hmm. I believe, Mm -hmm. Um, and it won Best Original Screenplay, Um, but he never consulted shirley's family on this and they've all of them have boycotted the movie saying that there are you know there are some gross misrepresentations of um of don shirley in this um also directed by you know peter farley which i've not really i've kind of seen his other work but that's you were saying earlier that this movie is whitewashed but (laughs) in like the safe way, but I also think it's whitewashed in the other way. This is a movie made for, made for white people, made for people that are not black. And it was kind of, you know, they missed out. Like they should have picked, they could have picked a different director. I almost, I want to see this movie done by Spike Lee.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I almost felt like that if they weren't so overt about the race stuff, It would have been a better film. Now, I don't mean that like they shouldn't have gone down south and, you know, the guy gets called the N-word a couple of times. I I don't mean that. What I do mean is that how can you believe that this dude is so unaware? He's so self-unaware. Come on. He doesn't know who Aretha Franklin is. Come on. Really? I mean, see, I didn't buy that at all. And that was one thing that his family had a problem with, too. Yeah, is that you know he's so unself-aware. Come on, I right. don't buy that. And I didn't buy that. And the fact that he
1: was an extreme recluse. Yeah.
2: What is this fried chicken?
1: Come on now, come yeah. on.
2: <laughs> That's silly.
1: Yeah, and in context of what we know about like African American history, like that whole that whole fried chicken scene <sighs> was just
2: ah. Oh. And I mean, the thing is, though, the thing is, you're right, because at times, the interplay between Ali and Mortensen is fantastic.
1: No, it's great. But if you put put but, it in light of historical context, like if we look at like the start of Hollywood cinema with Birth of a Nation, yeah. like,
2: <laughs> or, and or, Holly, and this... or, or the beginning of the Oscars, where the lady who uh, Hattie McDaniel, who won Best Supporting Actress mm-hmm. for being Aunt Jemima and Gone with the Wind had to sit in a different room. While they were giving out the awards to the other folks,
1: right, 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 yeah, you yeah, know? that's the first Oscar. I was reading about this this morning, actually, right. yeah. That's the
2: first Oscars. Yeah, never mind, Birth of a Nation. In yeah, 1915, exactly. You
1: know? So just knowing, like, looking at Hollywood's history, for them to give this their stamp of approval as best picture is very—it's just—it's tone deaf, and it's—it's—it's yes. it's yes. un, it's unfortunate. It really is. But I mean. Again, like I was saying, this is a litmus test. This is not, you know, it, it's, you know, there's still hope for things to get better. This is just a litmus test. So hopefully, you know, this event will bring up discussions like this, you know, in, in homes, in apartments and things like that. And we can start to self-examine, hopefully. So, I mean, if that's the point of all of this, if there really is meaning to life, then <laughs> who knows? <laughs> <laughs>
2: If there is a meaning to life, it's go on a road trip.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, solve racism with a road trip. Yes.
0: From L.A., this has been the MacGuffin Report. Thank you, Rachel Wong, Oz Davis, Walter Hong. Produced by Inclusive Media.